Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, again, as we see numbers tick up, we are, uh, I guess, harking back to the beginning of this uh, pandemic when uh, toilet paper, there was a mad rush on that and several other things, uh, despite people saying, you know what, it's fine. It's just panic buying that's creating these uh, shortages. Uh, should we be restocking our cupboards now? No. The CEOs and all the people in the company say, no, we've got lots of stuff. Just buy what you need Uh, to talk more about all of this and perhaps other aspects of retail that may see a positive uh, out of this let's bring in bruce winder author of retail before during and after COVID 19 and is with us now bruce thanks for the time much appreciated hey thanks for having me on the show stuff i'm thinking bruce uh in in a couple of weeks you're probably going to have to write a volume two to this are you not this book i think so I, i i must be i'll be busy for the few next year and a half anyways yeah, there might be a series here for you, Bruce. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, do you think we're going to see shortages of toilet paper? What do you have to say to those that that are concerned about uh, shortages in the in the supply chain? Yeah, I think it's conceivable you could see some shortages again, depending on how severe the second wave is. I mean, one could argue we're sort of starting a second wave now based on the uptick in cases, like you mentioned earlier. It all depends how widespread and how severe it is. If we get to a point <clears throat> where major factories, distribution centers, food processes are shut down, then you're going to see some shortages. You know, when word gets out about that, you're going to see people hoard some of the stuff, right? So it's kind of going to be related to, it's going to be a function of how severe second wave is, whether it's something controllable or whether, you know, the whole country shut down again. What did we learn from the first time through this? Uh, What are grocers and, and, and supply chain managers thinking about as they see this? Well, what they've done overall, probably in most companies, is they've tried to speculate how the change in COVID-19 behavior is going to affect folks toward the fall of this year and into January and spring of next year. So, you know, depending on an item, there's lots of items kicking around stores. Some items have long lead time, like four to six months to get it here from places like China. Some have lead times that are shorter that are made domestically. Depending on the item... Um, some of these supply chain managers have had to go long and short on different items to try to anticipate what people need. So as we know right now, you know, we see a lot of uh, outdoor heaters selling out. You can't get an outdoor heater. Earlier it was bicycles, and bicycles are sold out. So they're making big bets, or they made big bets a few months ago, on what people are going to need this fall. But depending on where the product's made and where it is on its way here in the supply chain, and if we shut down, um, you know, we're still going to be back to square one, back to where we were before. Uh, you bring up a valid point. I mean, we certainly saw things, uh, you know, people all of a sudden reverted back. We saw uh, consumption of groceries go up, people buying bread makers and doing all of exactly. these things that reflected, you said, bicycles and such. Now we know we're going to be in this for the next couple of seasons, the next season at least. So how are retailers and such gearing up for this, using this as an opportunity? You talked about uh, skis, uh, heaters, uh, things that, that, that I guess, got us outside in the summer. The same sort of thing in the winter is going to apply here. This is an opportunity, isn't it? It is, and that's what supply chain managers and purchasing folks sat around and talked about probably a few months ago because they had to push buttons then to get product here in many cases, but they're going to go long on things like toboggan, toboggans, ice skates, snowshoes. Uh, they're going to continue on with, you know, baking goods, flour and things of that nature, um, cutting back on any type of dress clothes. So you're going to see a lot of apparel makers uh, pivot quickly as they already have to more casual clothes like slippers and, 
track pants and sweatshirts and things of that nature. So there's a little bit here that you can predict as you go into this um, over the next, call it six months to a year, in terms of how consumer behavior has changed because of COVID. And you can try to get in front of that from a supply chain standpoint to make sure you have the right product there, but also back off on some of the product you know that's not going to sell. It's going to be fascinating to see how this affects the Christmas shopping season. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I've been thinking about a lot is, you know, what's going to happen with Halloween and then Christmas, right? Yeah. You know, definitely you're not going to see as much uh, as much traffic in malls as last year. And, you know, if, if this continues to uptick, to your point, we kind of hit a second wave, get ready for malls to shut down again. And if they don't, people are still going to avoid malls. So you're going to have a huge uptick in online shopping. You're going to have delays. You're going to have capacity issues with home delivery, uh, things of that nature, right? So, you know, I think that overall, you know, Christmas will come, Halloween will come. I don't think you can plan to be up in many categories, you know, uh, but you will see business being done because people still have some money. If you're at the lower end, the, the economically challenged end of the spectrum, you are going to be tightening your belt, though. Not, not so much for kids' products, but for your own products and entertaining. So Christmas will come, Halloween will come, probably, be, probably look a lot different than previous years, though. Uh, obviously, as the cooler weather approaches, uh, Canadians get into the winter months, they tend to flock to malls. What are you expecting with retail this winter, providing we stay consistent where we are? I think you'll see some retail. I mean, you'll see people go to stores that are outdoor. Um, you're you're going to see less people in malls. You'll have some people in malls. Some people are like, you know what, I can live with this. I'll wear a mask. I'll make sure I'm six feet apart. I'll wash my hands and get out there. Sort of like how we've been living with the virus. So, right. so malls aren't out of the question, but you just, you'll see a big decrease in traffic year over year from last year, for sure. And more, more things will be done outdoors as much as possible. So if you're a young entrepreneur or an entrepreneur period, what, what, where's the opportunity this uh, fall? What, what, or, or better yet, if you're a consumer and you're wanting something, what is going to run out in a few months? What's going to be well, the bicycle of the winter? I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard to tell. I mean, if, if supply chain managers and purchasers have done their job, you might not run out of a lot of the stuff we talked about earlier if they've right. went long on those. If they haven't, though, there's always surprise categories, right? Like, you know, will we have enough puzzles? Will we have enough board games? Hmm. Will, will we run out of toys because, you know, children can't go out and do play dates as much and they need more toys in their houses, right? So there's, there's going to be some surprise categories we run out of. But uh, if supply chain folks have done a good job and the retailers have done a good job, they're going to mitigate some of that risk. Retail analyst Bruce Winder has been with us. Bruce Winder Retail and author of Retail Before, During, and After COVID-19. Bruce, fascinating uh, stuff right now. And again, it is still unfolding before us. Thanks for your time. Be well. Hey, thanks, Scott. You too. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.